Why y'all not showing me any love right now? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, fine. Shout out to E40. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo here with my family in the building. KT, what's going on, girl? Even though you don't like my E40 impression. I'm chilling, as always. <laughs> All right, peace, y'all. What's going on, bro? Man, not a thing, not a thing, but see, this rain. I, see now, see now, I feel, I feel challenged. So now I'm gonna like really practice on my E40 impression, then come back and like impress all of y'all. But it's okay. Just be you. It's okay. Just be you. <laughs> you don't need no impressions. Mm-mm. Are you trying to be nobody? But else? I, I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take us to the next level. You know, so I think impressions would be really good. You know? Yeah, we gotta bring some of that West Coast flavor. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't even know if E40 is. I don't know don't if that's a West Coast thing. Him. That's just an E40 thing. Shaw, don't encourage Ooh. him. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we gotta put that in the sound effects. Exactly. Yep, I'm gonna clip that. Yep, that's what we gonna do. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna work with my British accent, my. My uh my African yeah I'm I'm about to I'm about to take this to the next level just watch and impressions is gonna do it damn it all right anyway uh it's been a very eventful couple of days for me more specifically last night because uh we we had to take uh my son to the to the urgent care because yeah which I didn't see the need to but you know moms and this that and the third so what happened was my kids were running around the house 100 miles an hour just having a grand old time we're like hey y'all stop that running it's almost bedtime blah 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 so you know my kids are fast like they're fast (laughs) and both of them so when they be running they just be and and they be Tokyo drifting around corners and, and, or, you know, just like y'all going to run into something. And as fast as y'all going, when y'all run into something, it's going to hurt. But you know, they're kids. They don't listen to us. So my son was uh, chasing my daughter around and he basically tried to Tokyo drift around this corner at full speed. And he cut it just a little too close <laughs> and ran into the wall. Oh, <laughs> He ran right into that wall. Like, now I was downstairs. So I was, you know, editing the podcast and uploading all that type of good stuff. Also watching the game. And, you know, they're upstairs. So, you know, I'm hearing their little feet just just heavy footed, like just damn there's some heavy footed children. Um, and so I'm just hearing just running, and all of a sudden I hear pop. I was like, what was that? So my so all of a sudden he starts to cry, and then you know he had one of them. Oh, he not. had a knot knot. Mm. Yeah, man. 
They're not. So I, I was like, well, that's a lesson. But wifey was like, no, nah, we got to check this out. We got to check this out. Uh, well, so, it's his head. Like, so, yeah, I, I, I got it too. But I was like, you know, you was hard headed. So, you know, if you was there hard headed, then I, you, you should be fine. You know, that, that's the lesson. So what did we learn? You know, th- that was my approach. Right? So what did we learn? We told you. I'm like, all right, check it out. But we checked it out. And, um, he was completely fine. He cried maybe about a minute or so. And then he was really trying to play again, um, to the doctor. They run him through tests and he was just fine. And so we, they had us basically ice it for the night. And this morning, you know, the swelling's going down drastically. It's almost gone, but he got a nice little bruise on his little forehead right now. Um, yeah. So that, that was my night. And, you know, it's just kind of funny when I think about it. Cause I just think about when we were growing up and we would have these injuries. I, right, you, you ain't dead, but did you die? You didn't. Mm-hmm. I right, get on up. And, and next time you listen, <laughs> when we <laughs> tell you not to do something. So that was, that, that was my pops. Just, I, I told you not to do that. Didn't I? Uh-huh. Now go on somewhere. And sit down. <laughs> so, so like, all right. So that was my night. Other than that, you know, things been pretty good. Uh, again, I watched the NBA finals and, um, yeah, I was a little disappointed there. I wanted Phoenix to win, uh, but they, in the last yeah, two minutes, they, they basically gave the game away in the last two minutes of the game, um, to where they could have really taken a commanding lead. Uh, and basically assured them winning a championship. Uh, but it's tied 2-2 going back to Phoenix, and now the pressure's all on Phoenix to win this game because if Milwaukee wins in Phoenix, uh, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But uh, I'm still cheering for Chris Paul. I'm not even cheering for Phoenix. I, I want Chris Paul to win, not so much of Phoenix. I just don't want Milwaukee to win because they swept my team out the playoffs in the first round, so fuck them. And and that guy with the ridiculously long name, uh, okay, I'm just being silly. Uh, and Giannis, uh, I'm I'm just hating on you. I know how to say your name, Antetokounmpo, because yeah, you like the MVP and all that type of stuff. But other than that, um, let's yeah, yeah. Well, you know, after a, a few times, you know, you had to. At the practice, because you know he's he's all over the place, and you know he, I, I'll I'll give the man the respect, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, congrats for all your name. success, huh? I'll call him by his first name. Yeah, you I'm know, here. or you know, I, I think that's what a. most people do. I think they, yep, I think just Giannis. I think that's what most people call him because it's you know nice two syllable thing, and plus you know with American names we don't we don't go with all that stuff. Is is one two three syllables max. And then that's it, you know. Then we start thinking of nicknames. Oh, we got a few guys. Something yep, else, and yep. And then we start thinking about nicknames. So then it then it then it was Greek freak. You know, oh you, you from Greece. All right, you a freak. Greek freak. And it's stuck. <laughs> Greek freak. <laughs> and it's stuck. That's it. That's his nickname, Greek Freak. Um, which honestly, when you think about it, that's that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> that's what they call you. Like, uh, but you know. It is what it is. Uh, much respect to 
to Greek Freak, to Giannis. Uh, I just hope you lose. There we go. Um, karma. Don't don't mess with my Miami Heat anymore. Uh, so I I, I want to start with a little bit of pettiness because uh, I I still get into into these little spats, and I don't know. I, I I think I'm enjoying these little spats on on Twitter and stuff a little too much. The way I be talking shit to these people. Um, and it's everybody too. So I really don't even have like a home per se, as far as like liberal, progressive and, and conservative, um, because I just talk shit to everybody. And so I don't really have a home per se, uh, other than people call me like a black supremacist and stuff, which is, I find absolutely hilarious. Um, but on that, that's from like Republicans and conservatives. They, they call me racist. Uh, and I'm a black supremacist. Uh, but then on the other side, when I, I'm talking shit to, you know, the liberals and all this type of stuff that they call me a coon. So I'm like, I can't be both like this. side calls me a coon. The other side calls me a black supremacist. So I'm like, y'all see, that's just proof that y'all are just absolutely stupid. Um, because I'm, I like common sense. I like speaking with common sense. I like facts. I like, you know, a, a, an honest perception to where I can talk about the things that I like to talk about, but also be objective in the understanding that we be on some bullshit too. So they don't like that. Neither side really likes accountability as much as they say they do that they expect and demand accountability from their opposing side, but they never want to look at themselves. And I just find that hypocrite. That's why I feel like black people shouldn't be Republican or Democrat at all. Like we shouldn't be a part of any uh, party, but I've been talking shit with this Bill Cosby thing for a little over a week now. And they broke the news today that uh, Felicia Richard uh, has been nominated for an Emmy for her acting role. Um, I believe it's this is us. I believe that's the name, that's the name of the show. Um, but she's been nominated for an Emmy and People are obviously pissed off and, and they are still trying their best to, to cancel Felicia Rashard. I'm sorry, uh, but you can't can- cancel Claire Huxtable. It's not happening. You is it ain't happening. It is not so, happening. You cannot cancel Claire Huxtable. It's not happening. So, but I'm letting it but happen. People are trying. It's not happening. And people are trying. Damn it, they are trying. And it's and I'm I'm literally like because eh. <laughs> honestly, and I'm just... let's let's think about it this way, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're friends with someone, or you're connected to somebody that you love, somebody in your family, uh-huh. and they do something crazy or do something wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. Does that stop you from loving them? No. Nope. If you, not if it's real, right? Not if it's real, though. That don't stop you from loving them. Yeah, you may not agree with what they did. You condemn what they did, but they still your family. They still your your friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's still somebody you care about. So I need everybody to just shut the fuck up about this this bullshit yep. Thank you. that she just yep. because she loves her friend you know she only had mm-hmm. good experiences with her friend mm-hmm. 
So, <laughs> well, the, you tend when you when you hear somebody say that your friend did something crazy, and you've known that person for years, you've only had good experiences with this person. You're not going to be quick mm-hmm. to believe everybody else because of your personal experience. That's right. just real. So I just mm-hmm. I don't everybody. Oh, I, it just irritates me. It irritates me. Yeah. The whole cancel culture foolishness irritates the hell out of me. You cancel yep. somebody every little damn thing, and I'm tired of the shit. Yep. Me too. I I think it's a big bunch of bullshit. So, um, and the thing is. She is not wrong. Even what she did in support of Bill Cosby when she tweeted, finally, a terrible wrong has been righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. When she tweeted that, that was not wrong in any sense of the word, no matter morally, legally, more important, legally, she wasn't wrong. But because they're running with this cancel culture, me too bullshit, it's like, oh, so you support him. That must mean, oh, you disrespect all of sexual abuse survivors and, oh, and, and you, you don't hear their voices and blah, 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 blah. This ain't even about them. This is about an actual victim legally of the system who should have never been taken to trial, who should have never been convicted because even with the one person that took her to trial had very little evidence of her own. But because the accusations came out and the, these bullshit plethora and dozens of groupie holes that came out and was like, oh, he touched my knee and I felt uncomfortable. You know, these stupid ass stories. Then, oh, you must believe the woman. Believe the woman. But women lie. Same with like people like, give me facts. Give me evidence. There was no evidence. So, and the, so the she's nominated about- for... The thing about, uh-huh. you know, rape cases and stuff like that, a lot of times it is very, very hard for to prove that it happened, even when it did mm-hmm. happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very yes. hard. So I understand that, you know, the accusation shouldn't be just dismissed because, you right. know, there's not a whole lot of proof, but... There's also the whole innocent until proven guilty thing that we're supposed to be standing by. Like I am me being a woman. I am always kind of caught between two places with, with this subject because Mm -hmm. I have been sexually abused. Mm -hmm. and I understand trying to tell someone and not being believed. I understand that. Yes. But there's also so many cases that in which women have lied that have discredited the ones that are trying to tell the truth. Yes. And it's just, yes. it's just a, a difficult, it's just a difficult topic for me because I don't ever want to sound like I don't believe women because of course right. I am a woman. I want women that have actually been through something as terrible as this 
to be believed when they come forward, when they actually have the courage mm-hmm. to come forward. Mm-hmm. But I also want the bitches that lie, you know, to the be Brian held accountable. Story, the bitch yes. lie. Mm-hmm. So and... I also don't want, you know, somebody to go to jail on some trumped up charge. So I just, mm. it's just difficult for me. I don't know. Let me let me speak on that. I mean, and um, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, Dante. Um, in regards to that, because you know you had your rant where you were just giving it to all yeah. of the women who are discrediting men or discrediting somebody's character based on an accusation, not the fact that it's true or not, but the fact that y'all are coming up with some BS and just just for clout, just for fame. Oh well, yeah, he did it, but I don't want to press charges. Why are you even talking then? If you're not willing to press charges on something that you believe is true, then press charges on it or don't say nothing at all. And um, and I know a lot of people um, like you, KT, that, that's been through um, situations like that because I was on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side of that being finger being pointed, finger being pointed. For it even just to come out and say, well, never mind. Um, don't worry about all of that. That was is that that was said, and then people was like, "Okay, well, it's not between Dante and Minister Shaw no more. It's between Minister Shaw and the state of California, mm-hmm. or Dante and the state of Florida." Mm-hmm. What you mean? So you mean Dante don't want to press charges no more? No, it's between the state and you. And if you have a background, in which I in which I have one, so if you have a background or had a background or if you got one, it's like they don't want to hear none of that. They like this. Nah, because we got something that we can pin on you. We got something that we can make people look at you in some type of way. We can push this under the rug. And I always tell people, be careful about certain things like that because we'll get so caught up in the time that's given versus the mm-hmm. charge itself. But the time that you could get as well. All right, you go to trial, you're facing 30 years to life. Or, you know, you sign this paper right here, we'll give you mm-hmm. three. Well, he signed it, yep. three. You know what I mean? Then later on, you're like, hold on, I, I could have beat it. But who going to risk that? Because it might take three years for right. you to even go through the trial. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it's, so it's just those things like that, that that make it difficult, not just for the victim. That's why they got a thing called victimization. Victimization is not just for the person that's actually being assaulted. It's that person that's actually mm-hmm. being accused. It's those family members that's having to go through these things too. And to be able to process it in in a positive way when Dante leaves his household I'm his brother mm-hmm. I'm affected by it his wife is affected by it his children is affected by it so it's not just somebody else that he done jabbed in the jaw it's everybody that's connected to him in a love relationship like you just said KT if that's your friend the Bible says Proverbs seventeen seventeen, a friend loves at all time a brother was born for adversity so when you go through something mm-hmm. I go through something you know, we're part of the same body. If I love you, if I say I love you and it's genuine, then we all going through it together. Even if you may not believe that loved one, that's why they tell you, um, praise them in public, um, mm-hmm. chastise them in private. You don't embarrass them. Hey, hey, I, I got your back. And I'm right. going to holler about this when we get in the car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you were drunk at the club. Yeah, you did wrong. So I'm going to get you right. in the car. I'm going to get you in the car safe. When I get in the car, we exactly. can, we might need to fight when we get home, but I ain't gonna do it in front of nobody else because I love you. 
But yeah, um, it's so many people, men and women in general, over the history that have just put a bad rep on the fact that you could point fingers. And automatically, like I said, you know, it's a guilty to prove innocent. No, you, I mean, innocent to prove guilty. You, you guilty first because they got a thing called probable cause that they can arrest you for. And probable cause basically mean you probably did it. You probably didn't. But because we got probable cause, we can arrest you and hold you mm -hmm. while we investigate. And then that's the main thing just to kind of speak to both of your points. And that's the thing that kind of pisses me off because again, let me make it clear. You know, I, I am not saying in any way, shape or form that not to believe women. I'm not saying in any way, shape or form to, you know, I'm looking at this from a misogynistic, you know, pro male type of thing. I'm looking at it from the fact that I know speaking one from KT it is, I feel like that's, these women who make up these things for whatever allegation or whatever plot or whatever, like I've said it before, it disrespects people who've actually gone through these things. Like Felicia Rashad's tweet, they're saying, oh, it's disrespecting uh, survivors and things like, no, it's not. I feel like that's disrespectful to actual survivors who's actually gone through this and, and dealing with the emotional, physical uh, mental trauma of trying to process it, trying to move on from it, trying to, you know, just empower themselves to even speak about it. And I understand that may take some time. It may take years. You may just want to forget about it and move on. I don't want to talk about it. It's just, I got over it. So I understand it may take years. So I'm not saying that, oh, why they wait so long. It's based on the, the actual facts of what can be proven. And it's like, and for people who've actually gone through it, I just feel like there's disrespectful to lock these women in there because based on the story of this specific instance, y'all were partying and y'all were looking for these things and y'all were seeking it out for this dude. And judging from how these stories gone, each individual story, no, I, I don't believe you because trying to lock you in to the category of people who've actually been through that, Nah, that's 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 a slap in the face to them. And I don't understand how people don't see that correlation because it turns into what P. Shaw was talking about. The fact that you run with a particular narrative that all you have to do is just accuse someone and just from the accusation alone, you automatically guilty. You can be proven innocent in that case, but the accusation alone ruins everything about you. It, it ruins every, the fact that you had to go through it to prove your innocence. You're already ruined. And then that person just walks away from the, well, and nah, I just never mind, or, you know, that's not a, no, it's proven to be untrue and unfounded. And so that's, that's what kind of ticks me off about this situation. Like no one's seen, um, no one's taking an objective view or perspective about it. And, and that's what kind of ticks me off and why I, I am kind of 10 toes down. Uh, as it seemed um, for uh, Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad, like someone actually tweeted to me that I supported rape, which is like, like people and I, I just like, what? I, I wish I would have screenshotted that tweet. I really like, because I, I, I was petty enough to like, I, I should probably put you on blast. Like to say something crazy like that. But, um, but yeah, so she's so Felicia Rashad, she's uh nominated for her sixth Emmy for um 
for her acting role on This Is Us, and and it is you know I'm all for it, you know. And of course, people are just mad. Uh, people don't like it, and you know I, I just I just support it. I like it. Um, these are a few of the the tweets that people are have been saying in regards to um, in regards to Felicia Rashad. So people was like, you know, I think we can all agree Felicia Rashad shouldn't win an Emmy this year. Don't vote for her, okay? He said, oh, I can guarantee one person that will not win an Emmy this year, and that's Felicia Rashad. She was actually really good on the show, but yeah, you know. Um, Another thing is like, well, good morning to all the Emmy nominees of color, except Felicia Rashad, even though he spelled except wrong. Um, And Felicia's response here is not surprising, but it's disappointing given her role as an academic dean charged with the welfare of a student, some of whom will be survivors. So I'm like, but that, you know, just, it doesn't make sense how they're trying to generalize everything um, and put such a, a big blanketed thing on, on Felicia Rashad for something that she's talking specifically about her friend. And I, I just find it unfair. I find it really unfair. Um, and so that's, that's basically that uh, I, I, you know, and I'll kind of move off of that. Um, but congratulations to Felicia Rashad. And personally, I hope you win. Um, I, I hope you win. And um, so that's, that's basically that. That's basically that. So kind of moving on um, and a little funny ratchetness. Uh, there's a particular woman that's making rounds right now. Uh, there's a, there's been another Karen sighting and th- this, this Karen um, decided to, um, yeah, go full Karen inside of a, uh, a Victoria's secret. So I'm I'm not going to play the entire video, um, because it it it's about 21, it's about 21 minutes long, but I am going to play it, and you know we we just I just want to I just want to show y'all the, I guess the the silliness when it comes to um this uh this Karen here because she's definitely made her rounds and you know the internet the internet always wins so when it comes to making these memes and stuff about her um it's just absolutely ridiculous so um I think I may play the audio I think I will so I'll share the audio and uh and we'll we'll just we'll just see what happens here so just to give some context to what's going on. <laughs> this is this is this is going down in the Victoria's Secret, right? And not sure how this thing happened, but apparently this lady decides to uh <laughs> to attack the, the lady who's recording, who's a black woman, and this happens. <laughs> Oh God! No, it's you. It's you. Ah, ah, ah! Now you are. Oh my God! Oh my God! Do you see this? So let's just let's just. (laughs) That one thing that I have noticed when it comes to Karens is they have the uncanny ability of 
to turn it into Oscar it, winning performance? Yes. The, the, they yeah, have yeah, just the amazing yeah. ability of like, instigating, then playing victim. Like it's it's amazing. They just have this thing where they like to instigate. They have this entitlement about them, and then they they play victim. <laughs> they just play victim, and so just oh my watching God. her. I never thought nothing like this like, would happen to me. She just tried to run and hit me, <laughs> and now she. <laughs> you clearly oh, swung at this oh. woman, and now you're saying you didn't. Oh my God. Recorded. Oh, Doing it. Break down. She tried to hit me. Extra <laughs> workers. She tried to hit me. She tried to hit me. Now I want security for you. Oh, uh, I didn't try to hit you. I just didn't want to be recorded. You should have thought about that before you did what you did. <laughs> oh my God. This don't even feel real. Now. This do not feel real. Uh, but, but it is. Unfortunately, it is. Now, the crazy thing about this is now it gets much, much worse. And just for the sake of the listeners, you know, I'll just explain the rest of it. But this goes on for about 20 minutes. Uh, apparently, they was having some dispute in the store. Uh, so the lady pulls out her phone to record the, the altercation. So she tries to slap the phone, basically. It's like, well, you trying to attack me? So this lady breaks down in the middle of the floor. And it's like, no, I didn't. And no, I didn't try to hit you. She has this whole breakdown. She's crying and stuff. There's one specific instance that did kind of tick me off a little bit. There was a couple of white women that was at the counter checking out. And there was like trying to tell the black woman, well, why don't you just, just leave? Away. Well, mm-hmm. why don't you just walk away? It's like, well, no, I'm, why do I be, need to be the one to walk away? And I'm like, huh, interesting that y'all would direct that energy to, to the woman who was assaulted in y'all's terms, right? Uh, but it gets worse. She lays out as if she was just laid out in, in in the presence of the Lord, face down. She she was speaking in tongues. She was shaking. Then then she got up and chased her around the store. Uh, and then when the police finally showed up, they basically said, uh, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, we can't. You know, I can't escort her from the mall. That that that's that's what the um that that's that's the security mall. The the mall security has to do has to handle that. We can't escort her from the mall. And the woman was like, "Well, if the roles were reversed, I'm pretty sure you would be escorting me right out this mall." Houses and shoot them while they sleep, but you can't yeah. escort somebody from the fucking mall. Uh-huh. That's some bullshit. But and that's what they said. They looked her right in the face and in the camera. Now it th- this was an older one. There was a like a younger cop, looked like he was well into his prejudice uh, and racism because you know he was you know soft spoken with the lady as she was still you know acting all hysterical outside of the store. Uh, and then the woman was like, "I would like to have her escorted out." And so he turns around with this look, like, "Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Why are you talking to me?" And he was like, "Well, you need to go back in the store and, and talking to her all nasty, and then turn back to her." Oh, I'm so sorry, man. Well, this is what we need to do. So I'm like, "Okay." And and the person in charge, I suppose, was like, "Well, we can't escort her from the mall. We can't do anything." And I'm, I'm like, "That's that's really weird." So you don't have jurisdiction here, but. The security, the mall security has more jurisdiction than you, the law enforcement officer. Huh? So 
And you know, well, it's making his rounds. Tearing shit up. We wrong for tearing shit up. Uh-huh. We yeah. wrong for that. But yeah, we I, are constantly treated like second class citizens in this fucking country that our ancestors the, built. Yeah. But we are wrong if we tear the shit that we built up. Uh-huh. Yeah. We wrong for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't mind the protesting, but the looting and the the looting and the rioting. No, yeah, I'm tired. Up. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired. You know, y'all don't listen. Y'all don't do nothing. Y'all don't pay attention unless it's hitting your damn pockets. So Pretty tear much. the shit up. Tear it all down, damn it. Because I'm fucking tired of stupid shit like this. I'm tired of it. Yep. I'm really tired. Because, because I... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I'm, I'm not like the violent type. I'm not. Right. When I actually am put in certain situations like this, I tend to err on the side of being calm, not really cussing nobody out. You know, I talk a lot of shit, mm-hmm. but when I, I'm very careful about how I handle people in right. general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me, I wouldn't be the one sitting there throwing bricks to windows. That's, that's just not me. Right. But, I mean, don't nobody pay attention until we tear shit up, though. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like, like, oh, oh, my God, I can't believe you would do such a thing. How how could you destroy this, these properties? I mean, I don't mind the protest. Actually, yes, you do mind the protest. Because even when we protest, you'd be like, well, there's a time and place for it. Yeah, be, be more peaceful. Do this. But I'm just like, you know, I'm wondering, how was your country founded, sir, ma'am? Your country was founded on this very thing. So, like, if if we are going off of history... And how you came to come into this freedom that you you love to, you know, this patriotism that you love so much, you will actually be the British. You will be the Redcoats because you want law and order. You don't want freedom for all. When there's a group of people that has a legitimate beef, a legitimate argument when it comes to the treatment from the from the federal government of the country then you gaslight them into acting like, oh, you're just playing a victim. Now, that's not to say that we don't have to take accountability for our actions. Of course we do. However, there has been no group in this country that has been fucked over the way that black people have. And that's why the conversation of reparations continues to this day, that we know y'all not going to give up, that y'all throw stupid shit and, uh, these arguments, well, who's going to pay? How are you going to know who's a descendant of slave? Do we go to 23 and me? Do we go to D and, you know, like, like, shut, shut the fuck up. Y- y'all know who owes taxes. Y'all know who needs to pay this. You see this y- y'all know- tan? Uh-huh. That exactly. automatically qualifies me with fucking reparations, okay? Facts. <laughs> Facts. Oh, you see that person? They're black. Look into their history. Oh. So it's just, it's just simple. Like, it's really simple, you know, but then, you know, that they want to throw these coons like Herschel Walker and, and Larry Elder and all these dumbasses up there to try to act like, oh, reparations won't hurt. That's a handout. That's a handout. But again, according to history, y'all gave reparations to slave owners. 
after you freed the slaves. You gave money to slave owners. Like, tell me where they do that at, other than America. When, when people are freed from their oppressor and the oppressor gets paid. That's what y'all did. And then, once y'all freed the slaves, y'all enacted all these things to continue oppressing the people that have been allegedly freed. Why do you think we have Juneteenth? Because y'all was still doing bullshit two years after. <laughs> so, you know, but these people that have these, that behave like this, it's normal for them. They, they get pity even though they're the ones that create the bullshit. Because I guarantee you, if the shoe was on the other foot and there was this black woman trying to attack this white woman, I promise you when them cops showed up, she, she would have got her ass tased or worse. She would have been dragged out of that mall. I promise you that. And... You know, who, who who can say that would not happen? Because more often than not, we are always met with force and violence. They're met with sympathy and compassion. Facts. And it trips me out. Of course, we make fun and we make jokes of these people, but that's a serious thing. There's another one. There's another instance of this black man in California um, where... This it was it was kind of like Soho Karen. If y'all remember Soho Karen, she was the chick that uh, jumped on the fourteen year old boy because she thought that he stole her phone when she when she left she her phone, phone yeah. in an Uber, and and she acted like an idiot. An so basically, a similar thing. This this woman, actually another Hispanic like Soho Karen, um, accused this black man of stealing uh, her son's phone. Followed him around the store like like a shadow. Followed him outside the store um, and harassed him for quite a few minutes. And he's like, ma'am, I don't have your son's phone. I don't, I need your son's phone. I don't have your phone. No, you have my phone. You have my son's phone. Turns out, oh, he left his phone in the car. And when it was revealed, when they had to her, her explain herself, you know, of course she realized that she fucked up, but... Do you think she apologized? No. The man said, well, well ma'am, do, uh, do I get an apology? Are you at least going to apologize? She said, no, go fuck yourself. Took her son and walked on back into Walmart. You know, so it's, it's, it's like, especially, in, and this is a whole different topic, but when you talk about these Hispanic who basically want to be white, who identify more as white, that's a whole different topic in and of itself. But, you know, the, these these instances happen more often than not. And it's just like Will Smith said years ago, like racism isn't getting any worse. We're just recording it now. We just have a way of documenting that. Yeah, th th this is what's happening now. And Will Smith said that years ago, years ago. And with all these fake pro-black campaigns that's been going on, tell me it hasn't gotten better without telling me it hasn't gotten better because it hasn't. It hasn't gotten better. Relations hasn't happened at all. Now, people have honestly dug themselves deeper in, in, into their side. And people who want to capitalize off these things, well, let me get a person that looks like them to speak our message, and then there you go. There's your Candace Owens. There's your Brandon Tatums. There's your uh, Larry Elders and your Herschel Walkers and 
and Terry Crews again, fuck Terry Crews. And uh, <laughs> so, so then you have all these people who want to be white apologists and who want to take the feelings and emotions of white people more, you know, more so than the actual truth and accountability when dealing with our people. Yeah. Yeah. We be on some bullshit. We be on some bullshit. So speaking of which, I wanted to talk about this quite a bit, but you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to follow the story as it continued on, but um, black TikTok, if you will, has been going on strong with, uh, with this strike uh, from creating any type of content and stuff. And I'm all here for it. It's been going on for a little over a month now. And the way things have affected, have grinded to us to a halt. I applaud all of you black creators on TikTok who are taking a stand for the bullshit you guys have created on that platform. I I, I have an account on there, but I, I haven't even you know began to upload things on there. I should, because that, that's again that's just my thing. I'm horrible with social media and stuff. Uh, other other than Twitter, because I talk so much shit on Twitter, but. Just to kind of, I want to read this entire article because just reading this article, it, it, you know, it, it took me through, uh, an, an array of emotions because, you know, just going over the truths of what's going on on this platform and other things that I've, that I've read, um, it just kind of shows you how, you know, how we are exploited, how we make a lot of people money. And then we have nothing to show for it ourselves. So um, I'll just read it. I'm not sure if you guys can read it or not, but um, I'll start here. Since June, the hashtag black TikTok strike has been viewed more than six and a half million times on the app that has since been trending on social media platforms like Twitter. Black users are using the hashtag to voice their objections to what they say is preferential treatment. Black creators say non-black influencers use their work reaping the financial and personal gains earned from you earned from views, but fail to acknowledge or give credit to the originators. Even in the spaces we've managed to credit for ourselves, non-black people violently infiltrate and occupy these spaces with no respect to the architects who built it. A black TikTok creator uh, who had organized this movement told the Washington post, this app would be nothing without black people. Uh, as he wrote in a widely shared TikTok video. And this video in question is, for those who be watching the video of this podcast, you see a picture of Meg The Stallion. So Meg The Stallion recently came out with a song called Thought Shit, right? And normally, whenever there's a new song, black creators make up a dance for it. We got, you know, they do a choreographed thing. They make up these dances and everything. And it, you know, it spreads like wildfire. And the thing is, white people, or we'll just say non-black people, they take these dances, they use them um, without giving credit, and then they blow up. They gain hundreds and thousands of followers and million and hundreds of thousands and millions of views. Um, and for those who are familiar with TikTok, you get paid for views. So a specific amount of views you get, you will get paid. You'll be compensated for it. So all that money, all that compensated doesn't go to the originators, to the creators of these dances and trends, it goes to the white people who steal them. So, um, 
Mr. Lewis, Eric Lewis created a, uh, he, it appeared that he was going to create a dance for thought shit, but instead of started dancing, he shot up his middle fingers and was like, this app would be nothing without black people. And that's been the, the TikTok video that has been spearheading this, uh, black TikTok strike. So continuing on, uh, the strike is about recognition and giving credit to where it's due. Black creators are not the only ones who agree. Rachel McKenzie, who was white, uses TikTok daily and supports the strike. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Anyone that uses TikTok will tell you that young black creators choreograph the vast majority, if not all of the dances that go viral, she said. If you look at modern pop culture in its entirety, it's just another example of how black culture sells and white people hijack it. But we know that already. And we've been knowing that, you know, go back to, I don't know, Elvis. Anyway, as a white woman, I think it's important to speak to those who continue to deny credit or trivialize matters like this. Going viral on TikTok has proven to have an impact far beyond popularity. Some TikTok users have made millions in revenue from their videos. Moreover, viral songs on TikTok have had a huge impact on the music industry, influencing which songs become hits and gaining more streams and thus more money for artists. While the strike started with Meg Thee Stallion's latest song, the problem has been highlighted before. In March, talk show host Jimmy Fallon invited TikTok influencer Addison Rae, who was white, to his show. She performed numerous viral dances created by black dancers who were not mentioned or featured on air. One of the dancers who she received a lot of views was the Renegade created by Jalea Harmon, a 14-year-old black TikToker. After Ray's rendition of the dance, it became the trend. Even celebrities created, recreated it. But while others became the face of the dance, Jalea struggled to receive credit or compensation since TikTok pays for views. Addison Ray made $5 million from TikTok in 2020 alone, getting views from videos she made recreating dances from black choreographers. Although her exact earnings are unknown, According to one estimate, Jalea only made about $38,000 from the same app. I'll just kind of stop there. You know, of course, after this stuff came out, you know, Jimmy Fallon kind of acknowledged his mistake and then brought her on uh, the show. But the damage was already done. You know, she brought Jalea on. He brought Jalea on the show. Uh, but, you know, at that point, it was already the damage was done. Um. And that's that's basically the article there. Um, this has been happening for for quite a while. So, um, yeah. But what what do you got? Because this this is, um, this is something we've known for a long, long time, and we just think TikTok is just the latest platform to have it happen. Um, they also mentioned something like uh, celebrities like the Kardashians, how they successfully exploit black trends, black cultures, and black behaviors that are normally persecuted, criticized, and looked down upon when black people are doing it. Them damn Kardashians. I'm sorry. (laughs) They get on my last damn nerve. And I feel Uh like their slogan should be, we all began as something else. Because every last one of them motherfuckers look different from the way they they came into this damn world. You hear me? Yep. But anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever do you you want to enhance your body and all that stuff i don't it ain't it ain't bothering me it ain't affecting me but the whole just taking always taking our stuff 
like everything that we come out with just take it grab it monetize it <laughs> for your gain and we get nothing we get nothing yeah. nine times out of ten and it's yeah. just I never used to be this freaking cynical or or I feel like the more, the older I get and the more BS I experience, the more, trying to think of a way to say this without somebody trying to come for my job and stuff. You know? uh, that's the thing. <laughs> but nah, ain't nobody, ain't like, nobody gonna come for you. Not, not so we, we are uncancelable over here. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I need uh, my job right now. But I understand. But jeez. See, I, 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 I think the main thing is. Um, them basically, you know, giving that credit when credit is due. Um, pay as our dues, you know, run that check um, if, if that fits. But somebody told me a story about a guy, he jumped in the car and um, it wasn't his car, but he said, I found the car. It belonged to me. And the guy called the cops, the cops came and I was like, hey, sir, you got to get out of the car. He said, no, I found this car. This this car belonged to me. He was like, no, he, I, I, I walked up, I saw the car, the keys was in it, the door was open, I jumped in the car. This guy's in my way, I got somewhere to be. Said the cop, started laughing. The cop started filming it. The cop was like, sir, you can't do this. People ain't gonna believe this. People ain't gonna believe this. So he started filming. Mm-hmm. The cop saying this now. White cop, it was a Hispanic guy car, it was a black, no, it was a Hispanic guy in the car, it was a black guy's car. So you got three different races. The Hispanic guy was like, no, this is my car. He said, okay, that ain't my car. He said, no, he said, but I found it. He said, when Columbia's got here, he said he found it, right? And y'all said and y'all said it was his, right? He said, okay, so I found this car. He said it belonged to me. So so you know that that was that was just a a, a funny story, but like I don't know if they planted it or what, but the Hispanic guy looked mm-hmm. dead serious. Like, you know, when they were telling me that, I was like, wow. But the same thing, like, if you make up something that's so crazy now, because I've been in churches where dancers, you know, and I believe ministry is to be shared. Because even a lot of pastors don't want people copying their sermon. But yet, that sermon might touch me the right way. So I got to preach it the way I preach it. So Dante said something to me. It was encouraging. I'm going to repeat it. Because it was encouraging. It spoke life. And somebody Mm -hmm. needs to hear this. I've seen a lot lot of churches that don't like people to copy their dances, video their dances, copy their songs that they might make up on the spot, copy their sermons. I mean, I feel all that. But it's to be shared. But yet, give credit when credit is due. Hey, Dante told me this story. Let me tell y'all about it. Mm-hmm. See, because then I'm able to give him credit, but then put my twist on it because I got to turn it into my story. That's right. his story. I'm going to tell you his story, but I'm going to tell you how it impacted me. Give people credit when credit is due and give them their roses now. Don't allow in all those platforms, I guess, um, like you said earlier, Dante, y'all, we're making up the dances. Then you got Charlie, the, um, the white girl Charlie, who get paid $6 million a year. We talking about two point something, you know what I mean, a and month or whatever it may be. At age seventeen. Yep. Yeah, you get she getting all that money at age seventeen, but guess what? 
She's, she's not, not making, making it up at all. She may not it's not her. She's getting them from somewhere. She, she's get they they doing all they getting all these things from somewhere and putting them together and it became so normal because some people that's all they do um, is TikTok dances, TikTok dances, TikTok dances. Because in my head I'm like, all these songs just came out. I ain't no way in the world you got a TikTok dance for every single one of these songs. But yep. the dances are the same. It's just about two or three things in the middle. The song say do it. And it switches the whole song up just because you stopped for the middle part. But yeah, man, give give us credit. It, it's time for credit. I want it. I mean, if you if you got to put it on my next um, text, do it. But it's time for us to get our credit. Uh, what what, what y'all say? Reparation. It's time to go ahead and pay it, man. It's, just, it's time for you know. It's some young black youth that's getting that's doing these things too. Get those young mm-hmm. those young people. They because stuff. for all that to be said there's just always been a particular instance of black people create and it's stolen black people create and it's either vandalized or destroyed just for the sake of saying, we don't even know how to do this or how to top it. And if we can't steal it or take credit for it ourselves, then we'll destroy it. And that's how it's been throughout our history through the the mother of all races, that black woman, to TikTok videos. We created, it's stolen, capitalized. Elvis Presley and his team will go down to the juke joints down in the South. They will hear these songs. They will literally steal these songs, go back and make millions. Elvis is the king of pop. Yep. The dance moves what they too. call it? Not, not the king about the king of rock and roll. They call him the king. Anyway, they call him the king. Mm-hmm. Singing songs that mm-hmm. he literally stole. So he he was the original Charlie. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I don't know her last name. The original yeah, Addison yeah. Ray. That take something from these black creators and go and do what you do. Or, you know, y- y'all seen the movie Dream Girls. So, so th- th- that was a very light example of what happened during that time of they would sing this song they would take that exact song throw some white faces and um sprinkle some mayonnaise and raisins on it and then they would sing that version and it's more popular mayonnaise and raisins I mean <laughs> I, I'm reminded of the five the same thing that happened on uh, my Rainy's Black Bottom you remember too. that little scene yep yep <laughs> yeah yep so oh man <laughs> Listen, I mean, just these people need to lay off. Just, just like y'all, y'all, y'all won't say on that good weed if, if y'all think that, like, one, this is new, or that we don't recognize game. But the only thing I I criticize us for is we fall for it every time by going on these platforms that we do not own. We, mm-hmm. you know, anything that's the wave. We created that wave. We are the wave. And we keep going to these places like most recently, the app Clubhouse. Black people swarmed to Clubhouse and used it and 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 pushed it so much that it increased its value almost immediately to a billion dollar industry, to a billion dollar product. And what did what, what what do we get from that? 
Nothing. I have yet to go on Clubhouse. I, I haven't either, but the majority of us or enough of us did and use that thing to the point to where that product, we, we made someone a billion dollars. And it's like, at some point we're going to have to get out of that cycle of making people money because that's as far as American history, that's what we're known for. We made a lot of people money, a lot of people money. And now with TikTok, where the actual creators is doing the work makes $38,000. And the one that steals it makes 5 million. (laughs) That's, but you know, if you just work hard, if you just pull yourselves up by the bootstraps and stop being a victim, then you can make it in this, you can make in this country just the land of the free home of the brave. If you say so, lay off the The weed. Bootstraps are broke. Like they been listen, in the words, in the words of Martin Luther King, it is a cruel jest to tell a bootless man to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Uh, And there's (laughs) the bars. See, I'm, I'm ready for my battle. Just watch. All right. But (laughs) speaking of which I'll just, you know, I'll touch these last couple of uh, topics. Uh, Shakari Richardson is back in the news. Not so much her, but for what some, mm-hmm. what this company is trying to do to her. Um, so for those who don't know Shakari Richardson, she was the uh, Olympic hopeful that basically kind of blew up uh, overnight, so to seem, so to speak. But you know, even though she she's not new to this, she's true to this. But um, she kind of came out. As she won her Olympic trials, that she was basically on her way to the Olympics, where it was widely believed that she would bring home the gold. Uh, I believe it was in the the one hundred meter. I think she smashed a couple records, and it was basically her her gold medal to lose. Um, but uh, in in a crazy turn of events. Uh, she ended up being disqualified from the Tokyo Olympics because she was tested and she tested positive for marijuana. Um, and, you know, the anti-doping agency or whatever disqualified her from participating uh, in the uh, Olympics. Yeah. And, weed and lungs so, you know, they, that's, make you pass the boo. It's not. The fact that she it, did all that with weed lungs, I'm just saying. Exactly. <laughs> so what, like the fact you do it then you smoke weed oh oh you oh right. you're different different <laughs> like, you built different you dip, for real. yeah you 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 different different and uh but uh you know of course it's been you know a a, a nice discussion uh of course she's recently lost her mother and she you know admitted to kind of cope and kind of you know kind of get herself together so to speak she smoked weed um but that was like well like a whole bunch of other people do and a whole bunch of people are making money off of. Yep. But mm-hmm. I digress. M- most of them don't look like us. And it was in, it was in Oregon too, though. You know what I mean? It was in Oregon where yeah. it was legal. It was legal yep. in the state that she was so, in. So that's you know it's. But with that said, which is what I'm going to segue to to this other story, you know, it's still not legal federally. Um, and that was the angle that they got her on, uh, but. You know, as people have been, you know, somewhat polarized as far as, 
you know, what, what, what they felt that she was wrongfully targeted or this, that, and the third, or she was just irresponsible. Um, what's up? Yeah, Hughley said on the radio today, and it's crazy because uh, that was right before I came in. I usually don't even turn on the radio. He said um, two people had just um, addressed in uh-huh. the um, Senate, Schumer, whoever, Schumer, and they had just put it on the table to make it not a federal charge. The fi- meaning, the, to um, like federally legalize wheat on, yeah. on the federal level. Yep. That, that was actually yeah. going to be the next story. Yeah. So, so that so means people will be getting out of jail. All, um, oh, yeah, prophetic yeah. and stuff, minister. <laughs> it's the pick. It's the pick. You know what I mean? It's the pick. Uh, but we can go ahead and talk about it. But this this piece of bullshit, honestly, is uh, Shikari Richardson was offered a two hundred fifty thousand dollar deal to be a spokesman for a vape company called um, Doctor Dabber. Come on now. Um, now is unclear whether now they said this is just the they just extended the offer. It doesn't say if she accepted or rejected the deal. It's just, um, they, they put in a recent tweet, dear Miss Richardson, we are saddened to learn of your recent suspension from the U S track and field team due to THC and missing the opportunity to compete at the 2021 Tokyo Olympic games at Dr. Dabber. We believe that THC can actually have many positive effects on the athlete's recovery and overall mental well being, and offered her uh, a spokesman thing. Uh, for $250,000. I agree. Yeah, but money, here's though. my thing. $250,000, but then right. no, not for no vape company. So I'm like, no. actually, I think that's, if this is the deal, um, this is to play devil's advocate. If this is the deal, now nah, I'm going to need you to up that price. I'm going to need a cool million. Just, yeah. I'm going to need a yeah, cool get, million. Yeah, get, get, my, get my money. They want to make you the face of that company. That's getting all cheap to have the face of your company. Exactly. To try to get a quarter million dollars, and that's all you're going to give me to, you know, with my celebrity and stuff. Nah, I'm 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 gonna need that M. I'm gonna need that to be an M. Sec, but then most importantly, I don't think she she should do this deal at all, honestly, Mm -mm. um, because right now, the vaping industry is being torn to shreds right now with mm-hmm. all of the information and stuff mm-hmm. that has shown that this is actually even more harmful to you than your, your cigarette and things of that nature. It's, so it's like, yeah, it's so what positive effects on the athlete's recovery and overall mental well being are you talking about? Right. So is he, is he more so talking about, um, because <laughs> do they got more than vapes where you could put the, um, weed and stuff in it? Kind of like a, kind of like a, um, what you call it? Uh, um, like a hookah? You could put the weed like and stuff a, in it. I, I don't it know. Similar to that. I, I I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, cause well, like, uh, like a pipe. I mean, if it's something I like mean, that. There are. Vapors. I don't smoke. I never there smoke. Are I don't know. And stuff where you can put in weed or whatever. Uh-huh. But I would rather just have a piece. If I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Just use my piece. Or right. uh, roll up a blunt. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and the only reason, you know, you got to keep you a couple white friends. This is the only of reason course. I know about. <laughs> of course. I know about any of this stuff is because I had these neighbors. I loved them to death. They had. Uh, I remember them. They had. <laughs> They were like the the weed connoisseurs or whatever. 
And I was like, I didn't know nothing about none mm. of that stuff. I had never smoked weed before. I had never done any of that stuff. But they taught me everything there's to know about weed. About weed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet I bet they came to you and say, KT, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. <laughs> But I'm gonna get you high today. <laughs> We're gonna get you high today. Cause it's Friday. <laughs> Cause it's you ain't Friday. got no job. <laughs> you, you ain't got, got shit to do. <laughs> but I yeah, man. So yeah, right. That's the thing. Like, but the thing. No, the difference is I do have a job. I got a job. <laughs> so no. Uh, and, and I, I just think the moment we even smoke weed, I promise they have this radar where it's like, whoop, they must smoke weed. T- time for a random drug test. And uh, I, ultimately, when it comes to Shakari Richardson, I think she was set up because it, it just happened just in the midst of all this stuff when she was on the cups of like uh, pop culture superstardom. Then, like, I, I just I just feel like she was kind of set up there, even though, of course, that's ultimately up to her, her, her decision. And even though the reason behind it, she owned up to it, you know, she, she took accountability for, um, I still respect her. I'm a fan. Um, but it was just kind of unfortunate. I stand Uh, Shakari. Yep. Definitely. Uh, it was just like, nah, this, this just crazy, a crazy situation, but, uh, she's not the perfect packaged black person. Right. That, that too, because just, they like the, a certain kind of black person to be mm-hmm. in the limelight. Yep. They've got to be, you know, very well spoken and, mm-hmm. um, and soft you know, and... cookie cutter. They yep. got to be real cookie cutter. They've got to speak a certain way. Well, let, let, let's just go ahead and call it for what it is. A certain they way. like their black people to be Eurocentrized. I don't think mm-hmm. I said that word right, but heavily influenced by white or you know eurocentric culture so yeah you may be black but you carry yourselves in a way that is pleasing or easily digestible by the white audience or the white populace shakari richardson wasn't long nails colorful hair she had a swag Mm -hmm. like i'm just letting y'all know i'm that girl Mm -hmm. the lashes and she was smoking bitches smoking oh man the nails yep yeah, and confident with it. Y'all would say cocky. She was confident with it. Right. She like, yeah, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm about to punish. Now, now you, What's now, up? Now, you know, wifey. She, you know, wifey did the track and field thing. So you know, she, you know, she giving me her analysis. Was like, all right, she's a little slow out the block, but the fact that she's just so fast, she makes up for her slow out the block. If she just work on her block game, then she would be unstoppable. You know. So yeah. it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause she catch yeah. up at the, she catch up at the end of it. So the fact that she mm-hmm. starts off behind every time, and yeah. she's only five one. Yeah. But you know, it's just that that swag. It's, it's that that mm-hmm. swag about it. That I knew, I knew. Nah, nah. I was like, mm, I don't think they're gonna like that. Have a you know mm-hmm. swagging on people at at the Tokyo Olympics, <laughs> the place where they already yeah. mentioned that you know yeah. BLM or any type of pro black messaging is banned right. from. Nah. And that's why she had a slogan. She said something, and I I thought about putting it on the shirt because it was so smart. It was so intelligent. I don't know who told her to say that or if God gave it to her or whatever. She said, she said, um, I'm just like you. Uh-huh. 
I'm just a little faster. <laughs> what? <laughs> if that ain't no, if yep. Nike don't sign that that line right there was yep. Nike all day long. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Um, and y'all can pay me for that statement <laughs> later. Um, hey. Just get the money to talk my yep. credo, Dante credo. Mm-hmm. Here, take all the royalties for that. But yeah, somebody need to pay him for just that right there. I'm just like mm-hmm. you. I'm just a little faster. Every chat person yep. would want to put on something like that. You know what I mean? Same thing when Manio came out with Faith uh-huh. Focus Finish. It's things like that that we don't think about till like, yo, that's influential because if I'm fast, yep. I'm just like you. She basically was letting us know, look, I'm a, normal, a normal person. I'm a normal person. Yep. I just run fast. I just run yep. fast. I can beat that's you. That's it. That's you it. You know, so... You know, so going to what you was mentioning before, you know, uh, Schumer, he's one of the politician people that's uh, to unveil uh, federal marijuana legalization bill on Wednesday, which is, you know, today's Thursday of this recording. It's uh, so I, I, I just feel like one, honestly, it's not going to go through. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like the conservatives and the Republicans in jail because of it. Yes. Because this will require them to roll back a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ain't gonna do it. And then they talk about expunging their, their expunging records expunging their, and, um, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Expunging records so, afterwards. Yeah. Which it should happen. It needs yeah. to happen. But we know it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We know. And they're gonna mm-hmm. shoot it down. Republicans and, and them conservatives are gonna shoot it down while white folk continue to while thrive off of the off very of thing. Yep. They're going to thrive and make all their money from what put their black counterparts behind bars and more often than not behind bars for an exceedingly excessive amount of time than white counterparts. Yeah. And that's statistical fact. So it's, you know, I, I, I pray, I pray this happens because it needs to happen. Uh, and there was a lot of people that will be free if this passes through. Um, but you know, and I, I just think about these stories as people that's that's serving twenty plus years on a first offense for weed, for right. weed, for some weed. First offense, and they get <laughs> ten plus years. Like, and so I just, I, I really do hope. I, I just pray that something happens that these people do not be stupid. Um. Because, you know, I, I say it all the time. Black people, we naturally have conservative values. Now, our motivations for having our conservative values may be different from white conservatives. Um, you know, we we too don't care for government intervention, believe it or not. Actually, we aren't all on welfare and food stamps as y'all like to perpetuate. No, we're not. Um, that's actually y'all. y'all. Y'all got that. But we actually have conservative values. The people in the back. So, like, you know, the, these things where y'all feel like, oh, we're just being coddled by, like, even then, Ben Carlson, you know, he's always good for a dumbass take or two. Um, he recently said that, well, it was welfare that hurt the black families more than slavery did. He just he just said that a couple of days ago. Ben Carlson. You know, the, the, uh, the, the brain surgeon, the super educated, cons- you know, quote unquote conservative person, you know, just, yeah, he always had a dumbass take or two. Um, mm-hmm. and th- th- that, that's another one. That's another one. Coon ass nigga. Um, like, 
And it just is what it is. But he sat there and was like, the the welfare system hurt the, the black family. Hurt the black family more than slavery did. Now... And your ass ain't looked up a damn statistic. Not at I all. I don't understand. I don't understand these politicians that get up there and say shit and all of a sudden it is... It is truth. It's, it is fact just because it's they gospel. said it. gospel. Yep. Yep. Because and they, they said it then. Up not a statistic. They just going mm-hmm. by what they little racist views are. Either and that in or. In case, they... little self-hating views. Uh-huh. Because ain't no way you are self-respecting black man and speak dumb shit like that. I'm sorry. Right. Because it is what it is. Now, no, that's not to say that the institution of the welfare system did not have negative effects on the black family uh, because y'all created incentives that the the woman to get more uh, stuff if the man is not in the home. So, you know, single parenthood and all this type of stuff. But, you know, they like to use that that narrative, that talking point of, you know, where we need more black fathers. Oh, there's no fa- black fathers in the home. Actually, there's a lot of black fathers. Yeah, there's a there lot are. of us. There, there's a lot, a lot of, lot even of black when fathers. they're not in the home, they're more hands-on yes. than a lot of other races. Yep. Yeah. And that is... And that is statistical fact. That's a fact Mm -hmm. that black men fact. Yep. You think I'm gonna pay somebody to take care of my kids? Fathers ain't gonna happen. Then your counterparts, even though they may not be in the quote unquote home, but you know, that that's a talking point. They love to say there's there's, there's no fathers in the home. Fathers in the home. Absent fathers, absent fathers. Like, but let's understand and let's go through what one took the fathers out the home and then two, what put them in jail and three, what, okay. what, what caused all these other things to happen. Now, again, that's not to say that people don't have their choices, but then you talking about a perpetual state of poverty that you put people in. What do you expect to happen? Y'all put y'all the deliberately created systems, societal practices, that kept black people out corralled in projects that kept them out of your nice, sweet suburban suburbs, your nice neighborhoods that y'all did literally up until 60 years ago. So what do you expect us to do in the, in the state of 60 years that y'all had a 300 year head start on? That's all. I, I just need y'all to make it make sense. That's all. Just make it make sense. You know, that's not victimhood. That's not playing the, the victim card and all this type of bullshit y'all talking about. That's actual history. That's actual history. And the same people that's talking about, oh, y'all just playing the victim. Oh, y'all just don't want to get up and work hard and, and earn your things and earn the things you have. Like, these are the very people that when we go back into actual history yet again, we see that your ancestors received this handout from the government. Again, let's go back to Martin Luther King. The reason they, they really killed Martin Luther King. Cause when he was talking about, you know, civil rights and this, that, and the third, that I have a dreams, everything was now it was controversial, but it was all right for the most part. But when he started talking about reparations and the economics of what the government did for white folk and what they didn't do 
after they promised to do things for slaves and stuff for black folk, he was killed shortly after, especially when it, it, it seemed to be collaborating with Malcolm X. When it, that's just is what it is. But Martin Luther King started saying, well, you know, uh, these very same people that's telling us to pull ourselves up by the bootstrap, stop being lazy. Uh, these are the ones that the government gave uh, when they said they give us 40 acres in, in a mule, they gave them land. Then they created federal grants to show them how to till the land. They gave them economic programs to show them basically ways to make money uh, with, with little to no interest rates or what they had to pay back and basically gave them a cushion, a financial base, an economic base for them to be able to build and thrive. You did not do that for black people. And to make matters worse, you created things that continue to hinder and hold black people back. The very thing like literacy tests where you, you won, you, you already made it illegal for a slave to learn how to read and write. And now that they're legally free by the government, you create literacy tests. Well, where are you expecting them to learn how to read and write when you already made it illegal for them? Well, you can't vote unless you learn, unless you know how to read and write. And then you make these questions ridiculously hard just to deliberately make them fail. So they can't vote. Oh, they start to do things for themselves. Tulsa, Black Wall Street, and all these other places. Oh, they start to do things for themselves. Well, what do y'all do then? Y'all go and literally destroy the shit. Towns that were thriving black towns, you literally flooded them. Central Park, that lovely park up in New York City, that was a black town. Y'all demolished it to make it a nice park for you white folk. That, that's just history. That's not victimhood. That's not playing a victim card. That's history. That's what you've done. That's what happened to our, our grandparents and great grandparents. So and understand legalized racism is literally a generation ago. Like we have grandparents that can sit and tell us stories to this day about living in Jim Crow. Like, you know, that's just history. But I, I just I just pray that they, you know, going back to this man, legalize marijuana. And and it's not even so much of just legalizing marijuana. Free these people. Get these people out of here. Because people out here making millions of dollars off of the very thing that people are serving life sentences for. It's bullshit. And it needs to stop. And it, and it needs to be corrected. Um, there was a particular person, I can't remember his name, but doing the whole 1776, the revolution uh, and all of that, becoming America. Uh, I can't remember the person's name, but his name is honestly uh, irrelevant at the moment. But he mentioned that what will make America as great as it is, is its ability to fix the wrongs of the past, to take accountability for the wrongs of the past. And y'all have yet to do that as a country. But yet y'all like to sweep things under the rug and just wait for us to all of a sudden forget. Y'all want some bullshit. Dante. All right, I'm off my soapbox. What's up? Okay, <laughs> I'm off my soapbox. Have you seen Lovecraft Country? Say what now? Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. You need to watch that shit. Okay. And I really I've been told wish it was that, good. I really wish that you HBO you didn't fuck watch. out on a season two. Because the way Lovecraft Country, the first season ended. Uh-huh. The second season was about to be some crazy shit. Oh. It was going to be some reverse stuff because, oh man, so, you got to watch it. So, so, so they, they 
they canceled the second season? They uh, they were in talks to do a second season. Then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, we're not doing the second season. Ah. Uh. But the first season was amazing. All the symbolism that's in it, um, all the history that's in it. It's it's. I haven't been that impressed with the series in a very long time. Ah, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so you I see it now it. that it was canceled, but. Uh, they did mention that Lovecraft Country has 18 Emmy nominations. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm 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 interested. There's uh, there's this article here. This why was Lovecraft Lovecraft Country canceled after one season despite plans for da 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 da. Um, I think it was going to be the content of season two. Uh huh. I think they punked out on it. From the sound of it, it's it. Yeah, so by the time the series wrapped up, it was pulling in an average of 10 million uh, viewers. 10 million viewers. Okay, so the the second season was was going to be aptly titled Lovecraft Country Supremacy. Uh, So this is their their uh, thing. Green had a book to go in on the first season. She and the writers want to go off of and take some time to go out and figure out without a book with these characters what journey that was going to go on. We all want to make sure she had a story to tell uh, working on ideas and so we're giving them time to work. So you cancel the season. Okay. But Misha Green just signed a big old deal with Apple TV. Uh huh. So possibly Lovecraft Country will be on Apple. I'm hoping. Yeah. They ain't said nothing about it yet, but I'm hoping. Well, but, I'm know, hoping too. So I'm I'm going to check it out and all that stuff because it was on HBO first. You know, I don't know. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so I don't know the the type that of deal stuff can get kind of funky. Yeah. So it right. and it may be a particular non-compete waiting thing because that's Mm -hmm. similar to what's going on with like the Marvel stuff that was on Netflix and why those shows like Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones Mm -hmm. and all of them is not didn't go directly over to uh, the Disney platform because rights Mm -hmm. and stuff that Netflix had so yeah I'm gonna check it out I'm gonna check it out I'm gonna check that out out, like I was listening to the and I would even listen to the podcast that they had. They had a podcast oh, uh-huh. where they broke down every episode as well. Oh, see, that's what's And they brought to my attention so many things that I had missed that I had to go mm-hmm. back and watch the episode over. The, yeah. Like it was, I've never been that obsessed with a TV show in see, a minute. Well, I I'm mean, they'll have to check that out. I will have yeah, to check that out. It was dope. So, but that's it, man. I, I swore I was going to try to keep this under an hour, and it was an hour and a half. <laughs> I knew that was live from the get-go. Listen, I mean, I, I tried. I tried, but hey, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Um, so, but that is, I won't hold you guys any longer. Um, 
but all hearts and minds are clear. But it, okay, peace, y'all. It's on you. I, I'm I, I'm not saying I'm not holy enough to, to give benedictions. I don't want you know <laughs> lightning been striking. I think the lightning struck the George Floyd monument or something, and then lightning struck a church while it was having service or something like that in the last couple of days. So I, I don't want to conjure any lightning for the, the Talk My Credo podcast with my own unholiness. So uh, minister, if you so uh, eloquently take us home, <laughs> take us to glory. Well, top, top my credo, man. Um, you know, we appreciate Dante for the platform that he's allowing us to be on. Um, I always speak life, give life. Your perception may not be somebody else's perception. So your truth may not always be somebody else's truth. But if you're going to speak the truth, speak your truth. But don't ever try to make your truth be their truth. Because we don't think the same. I always try to explain it. You know, uh, you are always going to be considered a fool if you don't, if mm-hmm. you're not willing to understand the next person's point of view. So be open-minded and just, you know, keep your head above water, man. Um, it, it's a cold world out there. Bundle up. Bundle up. Dante Credo will be having a rap battle um, in nice. Charlotte. I want y'all go out there and support them. Um, we can't say that we're going to support our peoples or support our city or support somebody that we care about and we love and we don't support somebody that's right in front of you that you can touch right now. So, you know, let's be thankful for the people that we have in our life. Be thankful for your family. Keep God first. Love your family. Love yourself. So, uh, KT, you're you're, between the two of us. You're a lot holier than I am. So, um, uh, I'm just going to... I don't even know if you want to say that, player. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, wait, no, um, we're, we're still going through it. We're, we're working out our uh, salvation with a lot of fear and trembling. Ooh, working it out, Lord, working it out. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, it's <laughs> another episode. This is episode 40, E40. And we're going <laughs> to get somebody. Tell me when to go. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Y'all take care. Stay blessed. (laughs) Peace.